Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. We made it. JP. You're listening to Skate Talk with JP and Haas. Wow, man. I can't believe that we have the one, the only Steve Ortega here. It's took me years to get this to actually go down. Yeah. He's he's here. We're finally back. We're going to have to get used to the new format. We're doing 45 minutes. Uh, So I think we kind of got to get right into it. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, what's up, guys? Oh my gosh, Hello. it is you, <laughs> Steve Ortega. Oh yeah, super good. Um, <laughs> yeah, only real skaters will get that reference there. Um, Steve, right. I can't. I really can't thank you enough. This is just unbelievable that we got you on the line, and we're gonna do your life story. You know, basically, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So where are you right now, man? I'm in Vista, Vista yeah. Cali. Oh yeah, yep. Home of you, Hensley, Danny Way, all of the legends, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's get into it. And uh, yeah. if anyone wants to listen live, uh, you can let them know the URL is fullserviceradio.org, and mm-hmm. you just click listen. Yeah, the live episode. Yeah, oh. the live shows. You just click on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then later cool. this will be archived on the website for later on for everyone. So Steve. Great. Um, we're going to get right into it, man. Let people know right, kind of right. like the age we're dealing with here. So, like, when what year were you born? 1971. Perfect. So was I. But, um, I'm, you know, I was born in November. When were you born? February. Ah, okay. So. The water carrier. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yeah. 48 now. Um let us know, you know, Steve, as I always tell everyone, the spark. When was the first time you ever, ever saw a skateboard? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I don't know. That's like a, that's definitely in the 70s. Yeah. I was, I think I was six years old. There was a neighbor. Uh, he, he'd always go out in the, in the middle of the apartments there and just, you know, he would do 360s, like, you know, multiple. And I just thought it was the coolest thing, whatever. He was an older, older kid. Right. And, uh, you know, and eventually, eventually they, they, uh, they had built a quarter pipe. <clears throat> so I think, um, I think I talked my mom into, into getting me a board or, 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 I don't know. I think it might've been my brother that handed me down like an old Logan with, Targa wheels and I don't even know they weren't even real trucks. They were like, right? I don't know. It's crazy, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you didn't care back then, you know. It's like so exciting and new, you know. Yeah, yeah. Super yeah. new, super exciting. You know, just getting getting on that thing. Uh, you know, balancing or whatever, doing that, getting right. that. But I actually um, hit a crack and broke my arm when I was seven skateboarding. What? So, oh my yeah. god! 
Wow. And then, of course, once they built the quarter pipe, I was watching them skate, and then when no one was around, I uh, I went I went for it because I saw them doing you know, grinds and stuff, and so I went for it, and all I saw was pretty much the sky, and then woke <laughs> up in my bed. No so, way. You got knocked out? Yeah. I just, just went for it. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just knew that they pushed as much as they could and went to the top. And I was like, that's it. I'm doing that first try right now. And <laughs> nope. <laughs> I oh, went to sleep. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Got knocked out. Yeah. Woke up in bed. That's insane. Dude, that's a gnarly yeah. battle story for that young man, you know? I now, know, were you... Crazy. um? Were you... Now... We're going to let the listeners know, like, so Vista, um, so this skating that you were starting as a little boy, that's in San Diego, correct? And Vista's... Correct, in Vista. In Vista, yeah. In Vista, Vista. yeah. So were you rolling around with your friends in the neighborhood on bicycles first, or you were dibbling, dabbling with the skating too, or...? It was, uh, actually, it was just just skateboarding. Uh, Not really, you know, didn't didn't have a bike until... Oh, I don't know, probably eight or nine years old, you know, started riding bikes and, you know, whatever, backyard jumps and stuff like that, BMX stuff. And, but, right, right. You know, it just wasn't, uh, it was okay. Uh, I ended up racing motocross for a while. Um, wow. Verona Oaks down in San Diego. Uh, so I rode, you know, I raced it was every weekend. My brother-in-law and my sister, you know, they, they took me under their wing and with my nephew mike michael crumb not not mike crumb the bird skater but right. my nephew mike crumb he's a street skater but uh and um yeah we raced motocross uh we did that and it was super fun um and i don't know why we you know we just kind of i guess i think i started surfing more um mm-hmm. my brother was a big time surfer so i started surfing a lot more and then of course surfing just kind of graduated into skating i started skating a lot more when i was 14 yeah uh 15 years old of course. Yeah. I mean, you're in, you know, the heartland of skateboarding where it's all derived from and surfing and skating. So it only makes sense. Um, what was the first crew you formed with in your area that you were like stoked to, you know, cause no one really wants to skate alone because you can't feed off each other and have the energy and like, you know, show the progression with each other and, and push each other and stuff, you know? Um, what was your first like crew or someone that you saw that like blew you away and you wanted to skate like them or hang with them? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I was actually um, uh, sixth, sixth, seventh grade. I uh, I hooked up with these guys um, at in school. They had a half pipe, and it was actually it was this guy Otis Dahl that had a half pipe, but um, it was really it was. Uh, Damon Way, Danny's brother, yeah. Danny's older brother. Wow. You know, went to school with him mm-hmm. since yeah. I mean, for for young. Yeah. Um, but there's you know Dame, Damon Way, and then uh, you know we had some other buddies, Jeff McDaniel. Um, I skated, you know, um, some uh, like some ditches and stuff with uh, my buddy Sal uh, mm-hmm. Castaneda, and uh, you know we did we we'd go to Carl Sadner's via an old ditch, you know, with moss at the bottom. We actually named it the Polio Ditch. Um, you know, right? But uh, <laughs> hilarious. But yeah. um, skating that. But yeah, it was you know it was, it was Damon Way and and um, you know and Damon ended up having a ramp at his home in Vista and and Danny was there and you know we would all skate this you know skate this ramp and then you know when we were done skating the ramp we'd go street skating and just it was it was it was Danny Way Mario Rubicava 
I mean, obviously, I mean, I've known Hensley since we were 11 years old, so right. Hensley was in the mix. You know, we started skating together. Um, Dude, Steve, I can't then. imagine you rolling with Hensley when he's 11. Like, <laughs> just so the listeners at home know and people who don't skateboard, Matt Hensley is not only my favorite skateboarder of all time, besides Pep Martinez, who's like my, he's was my best friend, brother. He's kind of like my brother. But Matt Hensley, just so people know, was the most copied skateboarder in the world. And by that, I mean everyone wanted to look like him and dress like him and wear a chain wallet like him. So, Steve, I can't imagine that you roll with those guys that early on. It's like before any of them were discovered. And and, and so you speak of Danny Way. That's one of my favorite skaters, too. And so the listeners at home know that's basically the evil Knievel of skateboarding in, 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 oh, yeah. in a nutshell. And, yeah, if, if anyone wants to know. so And his brother Damon Way owns or started DC Shoes. So that's gnarly. And Damon, six skater too as well. So, Steve, that's insane. So so what was the... Hensley used to grab backside and hop up curbs because he... he you know, we, he didn't really ollie. Right. So we were like, we'd tell him like, "Hey, dude, this is it. You get, you, we're gonna, you got to ollie up curves. You can't be grabbing back." That's funny. That's not cool anymore. But Steve, that makes <laughs> sense because in the first video he's featured in with you, which is uh, "Shackle Me Not" H Street video, it was probably came out in '87 or '88. It was you know, Tony and um, Mike probably filmed you guys then, but he did like a double crooked cop backside early grab off this hump it was like who can yeah, double pizza pump? pump yeah who, pizza hut bump wow that's crazy <laughs> that you're actually telling me the name of an obstacle that i've memorized in my head from watching those videos so many times and you actually like GBP, lived yeah. it yeah but oh, like yeah. he double like early grabbed like crooked cop tweaked that air off that and we were like whoa and now it makes sense because if he could actually do it up a curb back then that that, that makes sense that he had that much power for that trick you know just all flat, right, right. All flat around it's nuts but before we get into age street and all the videos i want to kind of go back what was your first discovery where you're like okay this is my crew i'm gonna roll with them now um, was it your first contest that you were discovered to be sponsored with? And if so, and if not, which other, either or, what was your first sponsor? And how did that all play? So, uh, uh, pretty funny story, actually. Right, you know, these guys that were friends with my brother, again, um, I saw them skating kind of kind of by my house. And, they're, you know, they're much older, you know, I mean, not much older, you know, eight years older than me. But... We'd see them skating. We knew they were kind of sketchy dudes or whatever, but um, they they would they'd skate and we'd we'd skate with them and stuff. And then all of a sudden, um, I had found out that Steve Stedham had moved in like not even a block away from me and built a huge vert ramp. Wow! So we would we would go over there and I'm like, well, this is like a legit vert ramp, and we were already pretty much you know we were skating. We had a local vert ramp from Warren Wolf. It's in the videos and stuff. But we you know growing up right skating that. Um, Always a street skater first, but, you know, Vert was always fun, you know, and challenging, and it hurt uh, a lot. But so we were, we would skate, um, you know, we would street skate with these guys, but they had a friend who, I don't know, I, don't, I still, till this day, I don't really know his association with, uh, with Zorlak, but 
um, we were all skating, and I was just skating this bump right by my house at the Boys and Girls Club. And the guy came over to me. He's all, dude, you're you know you're you're pretty good. We're, you know, my boards were always just thrash and not really no money to buy one. But right, right. He's like, I can get you boards. You can get you boards and grip tape, you know, and, and, and wheels and trucks if, if you're in, you know, if you want to see what's going on. And so I said, hell yeah, that's cool. Zorlac's awesome. You know, I was yeah. in. Yeah, they had and the sick so, graphics. Didn't um, didn't Pusshead do the uh, graphics for them at one time? And, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. did it. They did the sick graphics for Thrasher, and they did front covers of Thrasher before. Yeah, and they always had yeah. like the huge tails and uh, you know, mainly verb boards. But uh, dude, that's sick that that was your first sponsor. That's incredible, man. Yeah, it, it was it was funny because they asked me if I wanted to skate in a contest. It was a GNS contest, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I was like, sure, you know, because we were already starting to, um, you know, look at entering Castle Contest. But, you know, at this point, we we're just, you know, I'll go down and skate in, in a contest for you guys. But so we go down to this contest, and uh, it's in San Diego, and you know, pretty much all the all of all of us are are in the in the in the contest. And um, you know, Jason Lee, Ray Barbie, um, I actually ended up. That's the first time I met. Um, pro skateboarder it was mark gonzalez and him oh, and i ended up just skating, uh, just hanging out there. skating wow. the back of this yeah we we're just skating the back of this uh warehouse before my run and mm-hmm. so i was just like oh yeah it's mark gonzalez so we were skating and trading tricks off and doing all this stuff and you know he was stoked on me and we talked for a while and then they called my name and i was like i'll be right back i was more stoked on skating with guns than, than the tournament <laughs> so i went and did the tournament <laughs> i should did a, i actually did a kickflip wall ride in the tournament, and I never practiced it. I just thought wow. it'd be kind of cool to do wow. on this uh, on this wall that was in, that was on the tournament. I so I actually I pulled it off. It was the only time I ever tried it. I kicked foot on and landed on the wall and rode down and made it. And I, I was that was it. My uh, run was over. You did I that in your run, at, Steve. I did it in my run. Wow. I, 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 I didn't. I only skated the the area just for a little bit. Um, because I met Mark, so I just instead of practicing on my run, I ended up skating with Mark. Oh yeah, if, so if the, yeah. If the Gons is there, you don't even care if your oven's on fire at home. <laughs> You're just like, jazzing in the alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty much a wrap. Like that was it. Like my day was done. It was it was great. Um, right. Wow. So yeah, so I ended up so I ended up winning the tur- uh, the contest. I didn't know because I was skating with Gons, and they announced my name <laughs> like hey, he won. I'm like what? Like, so, dude, I'm like, oh that's Hold on, Mark. Let me go get my soapy. <laughs> oh, back. I'm just with Gonz and I won a contest. Wow, I don't know how you yeah. slept that night. What year was that? Oh, my. That was 80, 85. Wow. <laughs> just so you viewers, listeners at home, are um, understand, he's doing a kickflip. Wall ride in 1985-86. So, and how wide is that board? Like Back to the Future, oh, light God, years ahead. Like a skaters. <laughs> yeah, by a 10 inch tank. Yeah, it's probably like a 10 by 30. Yeah. Yeah, with a two inch yeah. nose and a yeah that Zorlac tail. You could like tail. shovel your driveway with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those so things. So the were interesting big. thing is, uh, I was I was actually so I got kicked off of Zorlac. Ooh, um, four. Uh, because. Because I wore I wore pink Rector slips because I didn't have any clean clothes. The only thing I had was these old Rector slips. So yeah. I wore pink Rector slips, and I won the contest sponsored by Zorlac. And they said that you're not you're not our vibe, man. Um, I'm you know you, you, you're 
we're done. Right. Like, That's wow. rad. So you kicked me off because I was I wasn't I didn't have dreads. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> I just wasn't the dude. You know, yeah. I had an afro, but I, I just wasn't yeah. the Zorlak dude. Right. So, you know, so just so people at home know who aren't familiar with skating back then rector was a huge brand it's still around today for um safety equipment for so like elbow pads knee pads whatever so yeah you probably had some sick pants with the graphics down the side of the legs yeah exactly yeah that's amazing and uh yeah they got jealous that sponsors got jealous they still do today so i totally understand that but uh hey that might have been a blessing in disguise because what was your next sponsor? Because I want to lead up to how you were discovered for one of the biggest companies in the world. But yeah, so the next one, yeah, the next one was H Street. Um, wow. Actually, uh, Brennan Chappelle, and you know, I'm I'm not super clear, but I think it was his sister that went to school with Mike Chanansky or mm-hmm. or um, yeah. Uh, they just knew each other, but Brennan was, you know, the, they were just starting it, and Brennan was getting slowed by it, and I knew what was going on. You know, Hensley and Danny were already kind of halfway sponsored by Vision, Gale Web demos and stuff, and yeah. uh, just skating. I, had, you know, I'd, I'd sprained my ankle hauling over a trash can, so mm. they had all, they were all talking about, hey, we're going down to TJ Skate Park with Mike Chanansky. We're going to start filming this video for, wow. for uh, this company, H Street, and I was like. Just, oh, I, I have to go to this. Like, this is like, you know, all my best friends are gone, and I'm right. not sitting home with a sprained ankle. So right. I I, uh, I had this weird tie-up laced ankle brace. I just strapped the hell out of my, my ankle brace, and I said, I'm going. Wow. So I went, and I skated these moguls at this TJ Skate Park, and I did whatever I could. It didn't Wait matter. Wait a minute, Steve. I think I remember you wearing that in Shackle Me Not. The the ankle brace with the lace. Yeah, up. I probably pop coming out of my socks. Or wow! Something like that yes. Well, you always skated in shorts in those videos, so you know, go right. figure, Cali and warm weather. So yeah. that's insane that you were. Wow! So, just so people know so, at home, the biggest skateboard, one of the biggest skateboard companies in the world, is Age Street Skateboards, done by Tony Magnuson and Mike Tronowski, and also. H Street Shackle Me Not video came out in, um, I think it was filmed in 87. It came out in 1988. Uh, yeah, that's probably the right time because I remember going over to Pat Martinez's house and he's like, you got to come in here and look at this. This guy is going over a painter ladder that's 10 feet high off a launch ramp. And that was Ray Simmons. And yeah, Ray. this was the first video where it was like trick, 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 trick. And there was some, you know, vert stuff in there, but we're DC street skaters. So Pep and Chris Hall would fast forward all of the vert stuff just to get to you guys <laughs> in the uh, street skating or whatever. So, yeah, it was, it was insane. <laughs> yeah. But so this is the first stuff that you filmed was with a hurt ankle in uh, Shackle Me Not, Steve. And so this is, yeah, 1987. I want to bring up, Steve, how... Um, you know, Rodney Mullen pretty much invented every flip trick with the board or almost every trick, you know, like the, the, yeah. So Alan Gelfin invented the Ollie people in 1979 and it was a scoop frontside Ollie, you know, on a, uh, on transition. I know all of this because Alan Gelfin was our first episode when we did skate talk out of a basement here in DC, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so we learned so much history with Alan 
And then, you know, he was like, dude, but Mullen took my trick and invented the flat ground ollie in 1980, you know, on the ground where you're snapping off the ground. So, you know, when Rodney, I think, did the kickflip by 84 um, or maybe even before that. But, you know, he invented a lot of the flip tricks that everyone does today. But I want to tell the listeners at home, Steve, that I want to throw this out there that you were one of the first to ever have, you know, back then we called it a 360 kickflip. Now they call it a tray flip because also you don't want to get it confused with the 360 ollie kickflip where you turn your body with it. But you basically did the 360 kickflip. The young skaters today know it as the tray flip. You did the first like tray flip and the first 360 ollie on a big tank street board 10 by 30 in a video that's huge steve and that was in shackle me not and i remember it was on the tennis courts uh your 360 alley might have been at nighttime slash box filming right. with the light but um yeah the the tray flip was at like a tennis court can you talk about where did you learn the 360 alley kickflip on a street board how how did that go down okay. So, I mean, you know, there was there was a little bit here talking here, and, you know, it was always like, oh, you know, because we had to, I, you open Trans World, and it was me doing a tray flip, and then the next page was Jason Lee doing the tray I flip. I remember, and, man, and you guys had your feet in the middle, and the best, right. that's when people would flip it more vertically back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We kind of had to, those you big, did. big, I big know. boards, you know. <laughs> yeah, the weight would <laughs> come around later, yeah. Right. So Jason, Jason, like Jason used to come to my house and, and he'd stay the night and we'd skate and we would just do flat ground checks all the way down my street, you know, right. um, back and forth, just whatever he did, I did and vice versa, whatever I did, he did. So he actually, you know, I, we were going back and forth and he would, uh, you know, he started trying to do it. Um, he was just spinning his board around cause we were doing, you know, 360 shove. It's like whatever, just cruising, you know? And then he started doing it, and I'm like, you know, this is that's a Rodney Mullen trick, and uh, I landed it, you know, right, right, you know, pretty much right away. I landed it, and then, uh, and then he landed it. So then, you know, the, the, that day was both, you know, we we learned it together at the same time. That's, um, that's insane, Steve. That's that's insane. <laughs> it yeah, must it have been so crazy to go home that night knowing that you landed that, and that the most of the pretty much all the skate world didn't even know about that trick unless they went to a freestyle contest and saw Mullen do it, you know, right. a couple years prior to that. So, and then who filmed that of you in Shackle Me Not? Was that Sloshbach? Uh, yeah. Dave Sloshbach? Yes. It was, you know what? It was Tarnowski, actually. Sorry. Oh, is Mike Tarnowski filmed that? Wow. Yeah. Did, he did, was, uh, he what, came out and skated. We skated. Right, right. And actually, I think I had it wrong. That was in the daytime, right? I'm going to watch these videos tonight. I think it, I think yeah. it was. I, I actually, I do think it was at it, night. Oh, it was at it night, was. yeah, because I remember the spotlight, I think, on you guys. Yeah. On you guys. So, uh, yeah. Wow. I actually had a shin. It was funny because I had a shin guard on, like a soccer shin guard, uh-huh. I think, because I had hit. Right. Because I I'd, I'd, I'd just you know shark bike my shin so much doing that learning right. that trick that it was like i'm still gonna do it i just need to wear this thing because it's just nailing me you know right right but uh yeah yeah so that yeah that was that was pretty much it and then after that you know it was just you know what else you know that that trick was fun to do a lot of people were doing it um 
right, right. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, think you're yeah. just, you guys are getting so stoked that you're filming tricks that no one in the world has seen yet and that you know this video is coming out or whatever. How was, I know how the reception was for H Street when that video first came out because there weren't really ads that big before that video dropped. But when that video dropped and was at every skate shop, that you know it was just so the listeners know this was way before the internet so it was word of mouth or it was at a skate shop so i i you know and eventually when hocus pocus came out and so people know that was the sequel to shackle me not video hocus pocus still for h street skateboards it was known and maybe even to this day the record for the most highest uh grossing sales the the biggest seller ever for a skateboard video in the world ever. I think it was three hundred fifty thousand VHS uh, cassette copies, uh, tape wow. copies. Yeah, uh huh. Yep, of that of a skate video, which was insane back then with no internet advertising and blah blah blah. So, what was the reception for you and your crew and your Vista crew when that video came out, Shackle Me Not? And did you guys premiere it somewhere? Yeah, we premiered it um, in Encinitas, actually. Wow. I believe. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. In Encinitas. At a theater? Um, I know back then at, they would premiere. Yeah, that's awesome because Hawk said in 84 they premiered the Bones Brigade video show, their first video, in his living room with his dad and mom. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there was no big theaters. So you guys actually, in 87, premiered it at a theater. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and the yeah, the reception of that was just crazy because, you know, after you did that, you know, and, and the word got around and kids, you could actually go to rent it at Blockbuster Video. Um, wow. And, of course, we would, you know, we would tell everyone, like, look, I'm in a movie and it's right here. You can rent it. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Isn't that, um, inc- that's so crazy. But just so the listeners at home know, this video wasn't just mind-blowing of all the tricks. The soundtrack was so insane because it was bands we've never heard of ever. It was like the wildest, wackiest thing. Yeah, it was. It was so crazy. Yeah, it was like you couldn't. You know, and back then without the internet, you couldn't find these bands. So just so you know, Steve, we would record this music from the VCR onto a cassette tape, and my buddy Andy Stone would do that from the VCR to cassette tape. I don't know how. That's like some scientist stuff back then, how he even did it. But we would ride around in his old duster car, and he would play these cassette tapes. But it would hear people cheering you on in the background in the skate video with the music soundtrack. That's how, like, like, low budget, you know, getting that that music or whatever. Before we go into Hocus Pocus and all that, I got a surprise for you, Steve. One of my best – one of my best friends – who rode for H Street, the Daryl Vaughn, a DC um, skateboard legend, has actually been in our studio the whole time. Daryl, you got to say what's up to Steve because you rode for H Street as well. What's up, Steve? Good to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, Good to up? hear your story. Yeah, good to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, That's so awesome. Daryl rode for H Street with you. He was um, kind of like flow, right, Daryl? And he... Um, you know, on the team, but like not like a pro at that time. But he rode, yeah, on H Street with Brian Tusi, who's from here as well. And um, Daryl, Daryl, how did you get on? Was that 
How did Ternowski find out about you and Tusi? Tony Magnuson found me through Tusi. Oh, I see. We had to move to Encinitas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, nice. Wow, this is all working for a circle here. You were just talking about Encinitas, Steve. Yeah. Um, Daryl, did you ever get to meet Steve in person? I did not. Mm. And I, I should have because yeah. he was the king. <laughs> yeah, because Steve, wow. there was a big contest, a pro contest in 1991 here. It's huge. Even Hawk talks about it in his autobiography. It was called Scope Contest in Norfolk, Virginia in 91. You didn't come to that one, did you? It was in a coliseum. So. Okay. So that's probably why Daryl didn't meet you because that was a time when we probably couldn't afford to go out west, but we had to wait till you guys came here on tours or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's wild. So, Steve, moving right along, Hocus Pocus comes out. You know, you have your own section. They're like, you know, Matt Hensley, Sal Barbier, Steve Ortega, super good. Just so you know, like on the comments on social media when we posted that we're doing a show on you, that's what everyone's writing. It's like, Kids would like say that to their mom at dinner and they had no idea what they're talking about and they're just copying <laughs> you and imitating you because uh everyone wanted to be like you and Hensley and Danny Way and yeah, it was dude, it was a magical era, man. It was nuts. So do you remember when Hocus Pocus came out? Um, because all the hype was already there now that A Street was like one of the most incredible companies and there was this big an- anticipation for the video where was that premiere man uh shoot i want to say somewhere in san diego different. right it was, yeah it was either it was i yeah i'm pretty sure it might have been in Encinitas again at the at the movie theater yeah i believe here's a crazy story Oscar Jordan told me, because him and Ken Russell, the first dudes I met when I moved to San Diego and Ocean Beach in 91, they told me that when Hoke, they were at the premiere there with you all, and they said, and this is no disrespect at all because I love John Lucero. Him and Neil Blender invented my favorite trick, the no comply. I love him. I love Black Label. But I was told that the Black Label or some video, it might have been, you know, it might not have even been Black Label. It could have been Dogtown. They were premiering, maybe it was the Dogtown video. They were premiering a different company video before Hocus Pocus, and everyone got irate and was like, H Street, H Street, H Street. And I, uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't even know if the video ended or they finished Steve, but they had to play Hocus Pocus immediately or they were going to be a riot there, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know? super crazy. Those, those weird times, you know, for all that kind of yeah. vert versus street guys. And, right. you know, we experienced some of that stuff in our own, our, our own grounds, you know, especially yeah. Del Mar, too. Like, you know, there was just a big, it was just like a weird thing. Like, you know, the bird skaters didn't like the street skaters and vice versa. It was kind of, it was, it was odd. It right. Was, it was really odd. I know. And then you guys got this, you know, well-deserved fame very rapidly from like how, because the videos were so gnarly of the tricks and stuff you guys were doing and the, the soundtrack. It's the first time we really were exposed to Operation Ivy and other bands it was in like sub society, so it was like incredible. So that fame came very rapidly for you guys. Do you remember kind of how things were different from you after those videos came out and like you guys went 
on demos across the country and around the world. You know, like, because Ron Allen told me that him and Hensley were mobbed like the Beatles in England. And they had to run for their lives, and people were trying to rip their clothes off and tip over vans and, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah, it just, it changed everything. I mean, even, you know, because we still, in between demos or whatever, we would still stay local and skate our favorite spots. And there would be, you know, actually a kid, an ex uh, a kid from Japan, a foreign exchange student, Hideo Sakuragi, he came out because he wanted to skate with the Vista guys from Main Street. And uh, he just showed up at this spot that we would skate, this um, bump over fire hydrant in downtown Vista, and he'd show up. He's like, hey, I'm Hideo. I'm from, I'm from Japan, and, and I came out here to go to school, but mainly because I wanted to skate with Matt Hensley, Steve Ortega, Brennan wow. Joffel. Yep. Uh, you know, and then so it was kind of crazy that, and, but that, and that happened more and more. I mean, every you know, whatever spot we would go to, someone would find out, and it, it ended up being, you know, a lot of people sitting down, and then you know, we would just we would skate. But it was it was a different. It was definitely a different thing. You're, I mean, you're in the you're in the kind of a little uh, you know spotlight now. So yeah, so it changed a lot. It changed a lot of things. I know it's it's wild. So before we go forward, I want to do a little back to the future. Go back for a second. I want to go back to 1986 because people were up in arms of that photo that I posted of you at Del Mar Skate Ranch doing a backside air above pool coping. Uh, that thing looks steep, like a 10 or 12 footer um, bowl or whatever, but you were doing like a backside air. First of all, people were commenting like, dude, I didn't even know he skated vert. Um, that's for people at home, uh, listening at home that don't even skateboard vert is, you know, vertical transition skating. So, you know, we all knew you as like a street skater. So, um, just so people at home know also that like Del Mar is where like Tony Hawk, Christian Asoy and Danny Way is like a 12 year old kind of got a bigger rep in contests and in the scene and, you know, kind of discovered more, um, Dude, I can't believe you were doing a backside air there. I mean, when did you first start skating Del Mar? Oh, God. Uh, I think I was like 15 years old, wow. I think we were. Right, right. Cause we, had the, we, had the, um, we actually got rides from, from uh, older people. So, yeah, uh, right. But, but yeah. Del, Del Mar was uh, it, it was it was it was awesome. I mean, we you know back then we just skated. Didn't really matter what it, what it was. Um, I kind of you know I street skated first, and then uh, a buddy of ours had a local vert ramp, Warren's Warren's ramp. You know, and then you know I wasn't really a vert skater. I was just a street skater trying to skate vert. So you know I I tried to do stuff. You know, even back then, it was just on a vert ramp, like backside always the tail and, and, and stuff that I would do on the street. I was trying to do on vert, um, you know, pretty, you know, it was a, way, it was a while ago. But um, right. it was just different, you know. Um, John Saunders actually was the one who, who kind of showed me how to do backside airs. And I, I still blame him till this day because I used to lock quite a bit or ring the bell when I'd come in because he'd always tell me to... You know, if you're going to do it, you know, push towards the platform when you're when you're getting ready to do your air. And you know, at some point, I got decent at backside Japan airs on vert, but you know, sometimes it was I, I couldn't I couldn't let go. I just I'd have to make it and you know and lock. But and so it's kind of yeah, it was kind of it was awesome. You know, uh, skating vert was killer, but uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't my primary go-to, but it was super fun. 
Of course. What blows my mind is looking at the photo, just so people understand, in 1986, when you're doing that backside air, the scariest thing when I'm looking at it now is that was the rockier grip tape back then, where if you fell back on it, you lost like a little sliver of your elbow. (laughs) It was super rocky. It was like falling on asphalt if you landed back on your board the wrong way with your skin. And, like, there wasn't beefed-up skate shoes back then, so, like, people were skating, like, Chuck Taylors with this heavy, rocky grip tape board with no nose. So it blows my mind that you guys were skating something that gnarly back then with that kind of equipment. It just, it really blows my mind. But to talk about John Sonner, here's what's funny, Steve. You weren't at that contest scope that I mentioned in 1991 in the Norfolk, Virginia, in the Coliseum that we all went to here from D.C., but John Sonner was, and guess what he threw out from the half pipe down to the crowd? He threw out a size medium, skin-tight medium, (laughs) Matt Hensley navy blue shirt. And that was my favorite skater, still is today. And so I wore it anyway, even though it didn't fit. And it looked like some ballet skin-tight top because it was so – it didn't fit me. But I wore it anyway because it was sick. And I would cut some of the sleeves so I could fit it better to fit over me. But, dude, John Sonner threw that out at me. Yeah, it was crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it, it, was, it was so cool. Yeah, it was so cool to meet your teammates at that thing too That's- because – you know, otherwise, yeah. That, that's kind of what I wanted to hear more about, too, was the demos. I mean, who else is, I mean, we should talk about the team, and we had, I mean, who was demoing with you? Oh, shoot, uh, Ron Allen, Matt Hensley, um, Brennan Chappelle, uh, Mara Rubicava actually came on some demos. Um, and he wrote for Alva, but he was, like, you guys' best friends, so he would oh, come yeah. along, too. And you know what's funny, Steve? It was groundbreaking that they put, Mario in the H Street, um, which was called not the new H Street video. Um, right. Yeah, that was actually the name of it. But they put him in the promo, even though he didn't ride for H Street. Back then, yeah. no one really put you in a video if you didn't ride for the company. So we thought that was rad, dude. So yeah, you skated oh, yeah. with him. When I met you, Steve, for the first time, was we coincidentally befriended the guy, Dave Sloshbach, who filmed you guys for those A-Tree videos. He was on the East Coast. And so Pep Martinez, Chris Hall, and I got in like a little Ford Escort car uh, with Allie Mills, and we rode to all those demos on the East Coast. And we like followed you guys like lurking, and we were with Sloshbach, so we thought it was okay that we could follow you guys from demo to demo. And and that's when I first met you. You were with Bryn Chaffel, Ron Allen. I think some skate shop tycoon guy had like a limo for you guys. And Hojin Chang, who's Crazy. from yeah, and Hojin Chang, who's from here, like sabotaged, got in the limo <laughs> with you guys because he kind of <laughs> rode H Street flow. So he was like parlaying with you guys too. But I want to talk about what I noticed there that day that you had, and it was the first time I ever saw like a pro. Not really you were injured, but it was like a sign of an injury. I saw you with a knee brace with like hinges back then. Right. But it did not affect your demo at all. You were literally, I think, trying back to an 80, up the box, ledge height to fake Emanuel back then in 1991. Blew my mind. 
Um, and yeah. you have the knee brace on with the hinges. What happened, Steve? Was you battling a bad That's, injury then? Yeah, well, oh, no, I, uh, I basically blew my knee out uh, skating at night with, with friends. Um, um, it was actually, yeah, it was in San Marcos. Um, we were just street skating in a parking lot, and I noticed some stairs in the... Um, was that like after ho- was that after Hocus Pocus? Yeah, it was after oh. Hocus Pocus. Ah, Hocus. I see. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I thought, you know it was a gap, and I was just like, oh, yeah, let's 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 have at it. So it's kind of dark, and it was the landing was a little bit slanted. Um, but all I did and made it. You know, the first you know first couple of tries, all I did and made it. And but I just thought it was sketchy. I didn't. I wasn't stoked on it, so I wanted to do it again and. And uh, just came. I was going to come up short. I wanted to ollie higher and float a little bit longer, but so I didn't go as fast, which I should have, because I usually tried to skate faster. But um, I just miss 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 uh, you know misjudged the landing, and my femur went to the right, and my tibia went to the left, and I ripped my uh, ACL in half and tore twenty percent of my meniscus and tore wow. the calf muscle off my bone. Wow! Yeah, it flipped me in the bushes, and I grabbed onto my leg, and I was just yelling, "It's over! It's over!" And like Tommy Dell from XYZ, uh, Danny Way, I think Damon. Um, Yeah, I forgot who else was there, but they they pulled me out of the bushes next to the gap and took me home. And then that that was pretty much all she wrote. I didn't get. I didn't. uh, I got the custom knee brace made for me. You know, it was either get surgery now and be out for a year. You know, and when you're when you're 19, you're like a year without skating is not happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So you know, like three four months when the swelling went down and everything got you know pretty much back to where it was supposed to be. I just started skating again, but I knew I needed a brace because it just was all wobbly and just kind of you know just crazy loose. And uh, you know, there's some. There is some pain there, but uh, just skating through it or whatever. Things weren't actually the same after that. But Yeah, so you actually didn't get surgery. So I know where you've been because that happened to me in um, in 2006 here. I blew my ACL, MCL, meniscus. So I actually, yeah, I would pop out just walking down the street. So, like, I had to wait two years, sadly, to get it fixed. So I know what you went through. So did you actually ever get surgery for that or no? I did. You um, did. Okay. I did about about uh, what was this? I I think seven years later I ended up getting surgery. Wow. Okay. So okay. So you let it heal. You didn't get surgery. How um, did it affect your skating when you came back? Were you a hundred percent or you were only at seventy sixty? Yeah, seventy wow. seventy percent. You know, I, I I would think. I mean, the things that that one thing that kind of went away was you know gaps and 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 uh, hand railings for me, which I was really bummed out. But it just you know taking landing, you know landing or running out of stuff like that actually it just hurt, and I could feel it moving around. It just wasn't you know just not not good. But right. you know, I mean, I I saw other people that you know had blown out knees, you know, streets skate burnt mostly, you know, mm-hmm. which is it's, it's different you know yeah but, but you also uh, you, know, you don't have to snap that tail or flip flick the board you know it's just gonna jolt it more than like you know vert skating where you got a, a knee pad over that and your knee sliding and you know not to say yeah. that it's easy to skate vert with a dislocated knee but yeah i understand yeah yeah and that did happen like right at the end of filming for hocus pocus so i missed out on oh you know a lot of of footage that I had 
that I was, you know, we planned on mm. filming for me on a, on a on a whole different sort of wow. scale. Like, wow. you know, so was, you would have was, had a bigger part. Wow. Yeah, I would have had a wow. lot bigger part, a lot different, way more, you know, things that I was doing uh, trick wise and, right. and whatever, and spot different spots. It's just kind of, you know, right. unfortunate right. It happened. Yeah. So, okay, Age Street, we've, like, really went off on that, but uh, it's, you know, we had to. It's, like, amazing part in time in your life and for all the skateboarders around the world. When did that end for you? I hate to talk about the sad stuff, but, like, when did that kind of end, you riding for Age Street? Was that when Ternowski and or Tony Mag were putting so many people on the team it didn't feel that elite anymore? Um, and that's just what people think. That's not what I'm right. saying really happened, but you know, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, we were filming for that, not the next video, I, I guess, you know, and I, that's when I, you know, I was kind of coming out of my shell. I tray flipped over a, a, a standing up trash can off of, you know, that bump in, in uh, Escondido. Wow. Um, so we had that on film. They had a bunch of other runs that I was doing that was going to be, you know, even, even heard it was, fine like everything was quick and i was loving it yeah um but somewhere in you know somewhere in the middle there you know just just uh you know the team was team was growing i think there's a little bit of you know um friction you know in you know with uh with some things you know owner wise and then you know there's you know also being young and and uh you know not really knowing your place or you know doing stupid stuff you know was kind of like well you know, I'm going to go to a different, you know, a different company, which, uh, you know, probably in hindsight, I should have stuck it out, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted a different company. It was a smaller company. It was just starting. It was poor house. So poor house. That was yes. kind of, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the switch there. Um, I would like, you know, I liked the whole smaller sort of thing. There wasn't that many people on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the attention that, you know, we were getting was less and less just because there's so many, you know, other people. Right, um, right. So they kind of, you know, kind of changed things a little bit. It's a part of that's kind of true, but yeah. But um, I bet it was great to not have a lot of pressure because when those videos come out with you each year, there's more pressure to one up or make or have a better trick than the one before, yeah. and then it just gets so insane. It's like these these kids think you guys are like, you know, like a superhero character that can always produce and and, and get crazier and crazier each year. But you guys are human. You get burnt out on the tours and all that. So riding for Poor House, yeah, we thought Poor House was sick when we saw like their little half ads in Thrasher or Power Edge. Um, Did you ever get a front cover of any zine, um, Steve? I did not. Okay, um, but I want to mention you did get the double page spread in actually um, Power Edge magazine. I saw you got right. like a double page spread in that in that magazine in the middle of the zine. Yeah, for Power Edge, that was a huge magazine in the eighties. It was big time. Yeah, yeah. So Dan Stewart took that picture in a ditch uh, wow. in Del Mar. Wow. Uh, Hensley had green hair, and I had bright blue hair. Um, that was pretty. <laughs> Yeah, funny for us isn't, to do that. Back isn't that the, the photo where he's sitting in the background? Yeah. Yep. That's yep. It. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, this is when we would study everything. You'd put it on your wall. So yeah. So I want to move along. I want to talk about the. Um, I want to talk about the skater that came up to you at a demo and handed you a board graphic that he thought you would like that he drew on paper with a pencil. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. That was sick. And now, is that a burrito in your mouth, and it's a cartoon character of you, and it says Steve Ortega inside the burrito, or is that a pea pod? What is that? Dude, it's an Ortega chili pepper. Ah, oh, Ortega chili pepper. Aha. Yeah. I just, I'm always so excited on the graphic, I never look at it super close. I'm always like, oh my God, that graphic. Yeah, aha. So, I, aha, makes sense now. So, yeah. you recently had that graphic reborn with Filthy E Skateboards from Florida, wanted to give you a guest pro model and and do that graphic finally because that graphic was never used back in the day correct right it was right, never, right. yeah it was never well it was used by poorhouse oh it was so that's super that, rare yeah. so they brought it back yeah. to life and then they worked with uh you know helped h street you know come out with your you know, legend model that's out now on H Street Skateboards with that graphic. That's so that people can buy your board shapes from back then and your graphics now on H Street Skateboards. Yeah, correct. Com. Yes. Um, do you have any regular shapes uh, for like a modern street skater, or are they all like oh, yeah. shapes from '91? Oh, so it's di- it's, no, no. it's different yeah. size. Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a pool and park board. Um, and a street board, and and the uh, and then the actually then the actual shape from from back in the day, right? So, right. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah, there's definitely all Dude, kinds of shapes. Yeah, people are loving it. I mean, just so people at home understand, if they don't skateboard, it's like it's like a car show when you see those boards. It it just brings you back to a time when you were 15 and you had that board and that shape, and so it excites people who are 48 years old today who live that time and, and just want to have it again, whether they ride it on a bike trail or they try to street skate and learn all those tricks again. It's, it's, it's pretty heavy stuff, man. It's so cool. Steve, when was the last time you skateboarded? Oh, uh, that's kind of embarrassing, but mm-hmm. I, it was probably about five years ago. Wow. Um, Steve, you haven't skated in five years? Wow. Yeah. Do you have any bad injuries that's preventing you? No. 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 Just don't want any. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I see. uh, Yeah. Well, you know, my kid was skating. um, My my son, Jake, and... uh, How old is he? They were skating. He's 21. And I have a daughter, Ashley, who's 25. Wow. That's so cool. And so your son skates. So he was. He was skating. uh, You know, he... He was he was into it, and he was actually approached by these kids, and they started playing skate in our cul-de-sac. Wow! And uh, he wasn't doing so hot; he was kind of losing. So I was like, "Well, I hadn't skated in a while, but let me grab my board and go help my son out." <laughs> no you <know>? way! <laughs> you went out there to redeem your son in the game of skate. Wow! I did. I, I you know, honestly, I, I I pulled off. You know, I did a, a, a um, I don't know a, a, a one eighty nollie heel flip and a half cab kick flip, and then I. I had made it, and uh, you know, like I had made a tray flip, and I was like, "I'm in this, like, let's go, wow. dude." You know, Steve. So I'm doing playing skate with these kids, and I ended up, I just got cocky and started like, <laughs> you know, pushing super fast, and I'm gonna just bust a big ass tray flip right now, and I landed primo style, <laughs> oh, flew man. like four feet off the ground, and and just stuck in the asphalt. And oh man! All these kids come over to me, and they're like shaking me, like all. Hey, sir, are you okay, sir? I'm, like, Get off me. I'm not your sir. Get oh off God. me. 
like yeah. I'm all right. I can't breathe, and it was just like I, yeah. you know, I slammed, and it didn't right. feel good for like two weeks. I was like, I well, bet. but you know what's crazy, Steve, is the fact that no one really could do that your age who took that much time off skating. But I think it was because you were so ahead of the time and mastered and was one of the first to do that trick back then that you could do it in the future and pull it off. That's that's insane. <laughs> Steve, I hope this episode sparks you to pad up like some medieval knight armor if you got to, but to go back out there, push around in the cul-de-sac with your son or just cruise down the street and skate again because Steve – you meant so much to us, and you still do to this day. Awesome. It's a it's a complete honor. If someone told me in 1990 that I would be on a show interviewing you, your life story, the H Street God, Steve Ortega, I would have said they're out of their mind. I, I can't believe that you took the time to do this with us. I can't thank you enough, dude. Before we go, what are you up to now? I see on the internet i'm getting airwaves you're doing some solar panel stuff save it sounds like you're saving the world in a small small percentage that could be something big in the future for uh our planet what's going on with that yeah currently i work for a company called horizon solar power they're mm-hmm. based out of uh Pennet in temecula california and i'm a consultant so i just you know trying to trying to help people go green and, and save some money on crazy utility bills and right. uh you know helping people out and seeing their smiles is, is you know it's kind of it's kind of what i like to see so yeah Ooh. it's so rad it's so rad to see skaters doing stuff like that but having a skater mentality you know how they work and communicate with people and uh you know it's just yeah it's a culture that's like worldwide it's mind-blowing um so it's tr- what was trippy is that right after skateboarding, you know, I ended up, I worked uh, after, like, my short little career skating for drawers. Um, that was before D.C., same owners. But, I, you know, I went back to I went back to school, college, got a degree in I.T., and ended up being a, a nerd for almost 20 years, uh, uh, a virtualization specialist. Wow. So skateboard, skateboarder to I.T. nerd to back to in front of other people. Kind of funny. but uh, Right, right. Well, Steve, I saw you in, I didn't, after 1991, I saw you again in 2006, San Diego trade show. We went down the street with some pros to a taco joint. You walked in to say hello to a friend and dude, we were like 15 years old again. We were just flipping out. We're like, that's Steve Ortega. And we're like, he wants a burrito. That's probably why he came in here. Steve Ortega. And, dude, I couldn't leave. I had to come over and say hello to you. And we chatted with you for a while. But, Steve, I'm honored now to say I consider you an awesome friend from here on out. And let me tell you, the next time I go to California, I'm making sure the first spot that I go into is Vista, California. And, and, uh, dude, I'll take you to lunch, buy you a burrito, and – We'll chat more. In. Yeah, yeah, stoked. And um, I'm going to stay on you, man. I want you back on that board just to even cruise down the street because that vibration rolling up under your body, man, there's nothing better ever in the world. And I wouldn't be here right now on the show, and you wouldn't be talking to me if we didn't skateboard. So uh, I've, been, I've been trying to get trucks and wheels from Hensley for at least a year. Dude, so. I will send you anything you want. Hensley is such a skate god and punk rock god that he's wanted by the masses. Of course he's not going to have time to send you trucks and wheels. I just, 
Him and Ron Allen are on a a cruise boat with Flog and Molly skating the mini ramp, man, to the Bahamas. I I went on that cruise, but me and Ron hung out almost the whole time. It it, it was was pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw the photos. Uh, I just hung out with Hensley. Just hung out with him last night. He had a radio interview that he'd do for Flog and Molly, and Mm -hmm. we're up there tonight. I even mentioned to him, I go, when am I going to get my trucks and wheels, dude? Wow. So we were laughing about that. Well, this is is a promise. My charity organization, the DC Wheels and Skate Team, we're going to do a little care package and if i can't believe i'm sending steve ortega a package this is going to be rad so you and i will go back and forth you tell me yeah you tell me what you want we'll get it together and i'll i'll ship you one out in the in a couple weeks man man this is like yeah this is mind-blowing haas you got anything else on our, you know, our radar that I wanted to bring up with Steve? Uh, not like, much. I think it's just announcing the URL that the show's going to be archived on. Yeah. So just so the listeners at home know, when you go to fullserviceradio.org, you'll see a little tab that says live shows. You click on that to watch us live. But for this archived one, you're going to wait a day or two, and it's going to be on the website. You'll see a Skate Talk logo yeah, and picture and gotta, of us. Yeah, yeah. we got to say thanks to Steve and Full Service Radio at the, um, at this hotel for hosting yeah. us and just letting us use their couches. Yep, for sure. Skater yeah, style. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is live out of Washington, D.C. right now, out of the, the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Yeah, this is, this is super gnarly, man. Cool, St- man. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much too, buddy. This is like a dream. And dude, we made it, dude, after two years of me messaging you once every three months. Boom. Awesome. All right, buddy. Awesome. I'll see hey, you. Thank you so much for having, for having me, guys. It's it my pleasure. Oh, thank yeah, you. for sure. And I'll see you in San Diego. Definitely. Yep. Rock the beat.